It's your girl, Marisa, and you are listening to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. What's up, Heard That Nation? Y'all have asked, and you've asked, and you've asked, and it's finally open. The Heard That With Marisa online store at heardthatwithmarisa.com. I got the merch. Finally happened. Swaggy tees, amazing hats, other kinds of different merchandise that I got on there. Check it out today. Thank you for supporting your girl. Uh, Fill up a shopping bag with all kinds of stuff. Give away as gifts or keep it for yourself. All kinds of amazing swag and merchandise. Check it out today. Heard that with Marisa.com. I appreciate your support. One of the amazing things that I love to do with my time, I love working out and serving in the community. And through that time, I have met some amazing people and I have met some extraordinary kids. And the one thing, believe it or not, that kids love and ask for is books. Because many of them I found that they, they absolutely love reading, which is absolutely incredible. Um, I am so proud that I've met an incredible man uh, by the name of Trevor Romaine, and he is an author. He's an illustrator that has the most amazing, amazing literature for kids and for educators and for teachers, as well as parents. You have to check out his books. You have to check out his digital downloads. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. If you go to TrevorRomain.com, uh, T-R-E-V-O-R-R-O-M-A-I-N, no E at the end.com. Check out all of his materials that he has, all his books, all his literature and digital downloads. You can save 15%. All heard that listeners. If you check it out, save 15% at the end of your checkout. Use the code heard that H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T and save 15%. You, I'm telling you what, it is some of the best materials out there that can help children and families become happier, healthier, and more confident. So use the code heard that save 15% off at trevorromaine.com today. What's up, Heard That Nation? Listening in the United States and around the world, you are now listening to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscription button so that you stay in the know of every new episode and guests that I have on the show. These gentlemen have the hottest show that is on Instagram currently right now. They air their show, The Gentleman's Corner, live on Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Real men, real conversations, and they are real conversations, which we will dive into momentarily. I am so honored to have with me on the Heard That Podcast, John Copeland, Rakia McLean, Monty Moss, and Paul Goldsboro. Welcome to the Heard That Podcast. Oh, thank thank you for having us. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here, gentlemen. I, I it's an honor. It's a, it's a it's a real treat. Um, I say with the utmost respect that you all are the hottest show on there because there is not a show like yours that is led by four men. There are many men of color or black men that have their own show that are very popular in variety slots on t- television, uh, on streaming services, on podcasts. Uh, if they do have one, but not to this level where you have four men of color that are having that have their own show. So I'm gonna start with you, John. Take me back to 2020. Literally, we were all in our house, couldn't do anything. We're going in a, pretty much the early stages of a pandemic. Uh, an incredible right. DJ that we all appreciate and love. 
uh, to the fullest respect, uh, Derek Jones, D-Nice, to many of us that have been fans of him uh, way back in the day of Boogie Down Productions in uh, his solo career in his own right, comes on in March. And that started such a revolution of connecting people with music and um, floods of memories of what they had, you know, the good times that they had and try, try to forget about their problems. So fast forward several months later, you all come out with the Gentleman's Corner Live. So give me the backstory on how you and these three incredible gentlemen who are the, the host, the co-hosts of the show, how did that idea come to fruition and how did you come up with the title Gentleman's Corner Live? Um, actually, it was, it, you know, it, it was definitely born from Club Quarantine. That's where we all met each other. Mm -hmm. um, there weren't a lot of guys in there. So because, there, you know, where it was just us, we kind of gravitated towards each other. So the re how it really started was one night, Paul was actually on Tracy, who's Plush Media. He was on her live. And he was actually defending her in a situation where a gentleman came on and he felt it was disrespectful and he went into this whole thing. Mm -hmm. So after the show, I, I, you know, I DM Paul and I was like, hey, you know, I'm riding with you. I appreciate what you did. I respect it. And so Paul and I started having little back and forth conversations. And mm -hmm. literally one night after Derek played, it was probably about two, three o'clock in the morning. Paul's like, yo, can I call you? And we started talking. And we started realizing we had a lot of similar interests, similar views on things. And we basically were like, these are conversations like that we should probably have. Because at this point, people had started to go live mm -hmm. and they were starting to use their platform. So we were just like, well, we should, you know, do something where we just talk and we talk about these issues and we talk about, you know, bridging this gap between men and women and having these conversations. And so he was like, hey, you know what? Yeah, let's let's do it. And honestly, we figured if we had five people in there the first show, we would be cool and we'd be like, all right, you know, it, it we did it, you know, mm -hmm. it worked and we we kept moving. But literally we went on, we had 90 something people in the show mm -hmm. and we were just like amazed because we went off, we, we talked for about two hours. Mm -hmm. And so we were like, okay, well, this is actually kind of cool. And then when we were getting ready to end the show, everybody was like, well, y'all coming back next week. And we didn't think about coming back next week because right. for us, it was a one-off. We were right. like, we're going to we'll be out. And so we, I, we were like, I was like, okay, well, I guess we're going to come back next week. And then eventually, like maybe about a week or two later, um, Len, Harlem Ren, who's the, the guy behind the scenes, mm -hmm. he was like, you know, he brought Ricky on. He's like, I think, you know, maybe we should bring somebody else on. And Paul was like, yeah, you know, I've talked to Ricky and it was something that I think that, you know, would be kind of cool if the three of us start talking. Mm -hmm. And so we brought him on and he fit literally, it was so, the, the fit was so seamless. It was like, we had rehearsed this and we never, like, we never talked about any of this stuff before. And we just went in and talked, but he fit right in. Monty, mm -hmm. and probably a couple of months later, um, because we were working with someone and they felt that we needed a younger voice because there was like this older representation, but we needed somebody younger. Mm -hmm. I had met on Facebook through his sports talk show that he had. Mm -hmm. And he actually knows my knew my nephew who played for Seton Hall at that time. So that's how we started conversing. So when she was like, do you have somebody young in mind that would work? Monty was the first person that came to mind. Mm -hmm. And we brought him on board and he fit. And that was basically how the Gentleman's Corner was formed. As far as the name, uh, Susan, my wife actually came up with the name. She was actually the one that oh, came wow. up with the Yeah. We would try because we were one night we were sitting there, we were brainstorming, and we're trying to figure out what we were going to call it. Mm -hmm. And she like, why don't you guys just call it the gentleman's corner? And it stuck. And that's where we are. Wow, that is incredible. I did not know she came up with the name. That's that's really yeah. cool. Monty, let me bring you in because as John said, you are, you know, representing the younger voice. And the great thing about you is. I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, when the Gentleman's Corner Live started, you were still in college. And so the, the thing I think many people have gotten out of that in the conversations that I always see in the chat is that you, you know, your, your journey in your 20s, you got three 
big, big brothers, three older mentors. And the mentorship is very important, especially for you going through the early journeys of college and then, you know, graduating from college and then going from there. What is that like to have these three men in your life to literally pretty much guide you? And what has the feedback, part two of the question, what has the feedback been? Have you gotten any from those that are around your age range of you know advice that you have gotten from these three guys that they can make uh, applicable to their life? Well, first off, these three older gentlemen have been a blessing in my life. And <laughs> there was a time frame in 2020 where I was completely remote for everybody was remote for his classes from home and all that stuff. And I remember we had had a meeting or whatever the case may be. And I was like, I'm just gonna take a semester off I was thinking, I had all the things on my mind I was going to do. Um, and Paul literally like whipped me, wheeled me in and said, look, you have no time to waste. Stay with it. Stick with it. Keep your foot in the gas. Obviously, McLean, of course, being a graduate as well, was right behind him to support him on that. And John, of course, obviously had no other choice but to be a part of it. So mm -hmm. those three guys kind of like kept me wheeled, locked in as far as finishing the mission. And here we go. Fast forward. Uh, looking back, obviously, it was a key decision. I mean, it's not like something I was uh, considering. I was actually pretty serious. I was going to take a semester off mm -hmm. and focus on some other things due to my situation at the time. But I'm happy it worked out. As um, far as the feedback's concerned, it's 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 been good. I mean, I've it's something that's not new to me. I've mm -hmm. always hung out with older people, even when I was younger. So these guys being in my life is something that's not, you know, my first rodeo. Uh, I never really hung out with guys my age. I always stood out out of the pack. So having these three older guys uh, to be able to give me their knowledge and their wisdom and kind of correct me on some things that they have already been through mm -hmm. has been kind of like huge because it's literally them telling me a road not to go down to not make the same mistake that they have made. Mm -hmm. And to be able to have that leadership and that wisdom instilled in me from these guys has been uh, a blessing because I've literally pre prevented a lot of roadblocks. I didn't have to go down. So uh, they hold me accountable. They keep me tight. They keep me on my toes. They call me out on things that uh, I'm not doing right. Uh, they correct me when things aren't going well for me, but it's it's what you need. I wish every young uh, teenager, young man, mm -hmm. college grad, or currently in college, whatever, from that 14, 15 on could have that type of uh, mentorship. It's rather brotherhoodship that you all need, that we all need uh, in our lives. So to have these three guys be able to do what they do for me on a on a day-to-day -day basis as well as a week basis with the show being live every Wednesday, 9 p.m., 6 p.m. Pacific, by the way, um, <laughs> it's something that's, that's that's truly incredible. And looking back, uh, I'm just blessed to be a part of this journey because they could have went to any uh, younger person, maybe younger in 20s, mm -hmm. maybe mid-20s, who knows as far as the direction of where uh, they could go as far as a younger mindset or a younger person and the fact that these three guys approved and, and wanted me to be a part of it is something that's incredible. So I wish I can uh, be able to give all the answers to, you know, the young people out there, but they have the opportunity to come in with my mentality and my mindset and to be kind of uh, script free because it's not like we follow script every Wednesday. We kind of be mm -hmm. ourselves, uh, be authentic. Uh, that's something that you're not going to see everywhere. And I just wish that every Wednesday when I'm on there, just try to inspire as many as I can. I, you know, I can't save them all. I wish right. I could, but uh, mm -hmm. just one at a time. And hopefully I can inspire the next generation of young men that we have, not also and from an inner city standpoint, but from a whole collective on seeing it through, going through adversity, getting through it, and just overcoming obstacles that life throws at us. Because for me, it's not easy. I'm on my own. I am the backup. But to mm -hmm. have three guys to lean on regardless of problems, something I want to talk about, something I'm facing currently, my feelings, my frustration. Yeah. Or whatever and I can call any of them that's something that I think all young men should be able to do so they're not doctors they're not professionals but I know for a fact if I call any three of these guys with anything I have in my mind or, or my plate not also would they listen not also would they give me advice but they'll also help me get through it which is extremely important mm -hmm. I think the key thing that you said in that is often authentic you know all four of you all hold such a valuable gift and it's that you all are true to yourselves and that you all are authentic. And I think that's what draws the, the, the crowd to you all. Like John, you had said, 90 people showing up in the chat. It's because they saw something in you four that, that 
not only who you are, but how you represent yourself, which is you're no, you know, you're not fake. You're not putting on a show. You're being your hundred percent selves. So I think that's right. a great thing to have, and you don't see that in many streaming services or anything live because people are scripted. And I think many people, including myself, who is you know literally a fan of what you all do, is that you all keep it one hundred. You keep it real. You keep it consistent. And Paul, I want to bring you in because I think this is such a cool thing you don't do, even though that people kind of laugh at you in the chat with your props that you bring in. Um, (laughs) I am a big believer in object lessons and what it ties into the subject matter. And you do so good with that. So when did the idea start for you to bring in prop part one and two, the props that you have used in showing or teaching a a lesson to what y'all are talking about? What prop, and this is a question somebody had asked, what prop have you looked at differently that you have used uh, when you had talked about the uh, subject matter with it? Um, you know, it was funny. It was a conversation I was having with McLean. I remember I grabbed this uh, crown bag and I pulled the crown bag out and I was like, because like John was like in tears and McLean was kind of in tears. And I'm like, okay, it's a quiet moment. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I sit behind my bar. So I'm sitting there going, oh, hey, did y'all know that you can put ice in the crown bag and won't get lint on it? And so afterwards, McLean's like, that, what did that have to do with anything? And he's like, <laughs> normally, you know, you have something, you know, you show, you have, and it made me start to realize more about some people are better at seeing visuals than they are at seeing, you know, just hearing us, you know, some of us talk because the original mm-hmm. conversation that me and John had was there's barbershop talk and there's cigar bar, cigar bar you know, mm-hmm. cigar, you know, cigar bar talk. We are more of a cigar bar talk when you go with people that you know you know, because in a barbershop, your chest is poked out. You don't really know people. So you're going to be a little bit more masculinities flowing in the air. And so everybody's that way. Mm-hmm. And when we talked about this, we were like, you know, you go to a cigar bar, you go with friends. And you sit and talk and you talk about life situations and you be transparent. So every time I grab the prop, I'm like, okay. And I sit around and I look at it and I go, okay, how do I make this part of the topic? You know, and I walk through my house, like literally, um, the week before this past week's show, I was sitting here and the prop that I had, I'm like, well, I'm just going to use my lights, right? And I'm like, I'll just use them. And then I was like, wait, no, this is perfect. Cause I was drinking a cider. And I was like, you know what? This is perfect time to use this analogy of me drinking cider. And so I just grabbed it. There's times where I grab a fork and a spoon because I'm like, you know what? That fits. And so I'm spending most of the time all day long going through and looking at things. Mm-hmm. Um, the one prop that I, I haven't used in a while, but is the at symbol because I had it in here for the longest time because I saw it on uh, Two and a Half Men. And I was like, I want one of them. And I walked by this thing sitting in my office all the time, never thought about it. And then when we when IG started making sure that you had to at people to see them, mm-hmm. I was like, listen, if you don't see us, at us. And the original thing with props was I used to dress up because I knew that John going on, John would always go, this ain't my lane. And then we would all go, no, John, this is your lane. Mm -hmm. No, no. So I would try to come on when we did like the Mm one-on-one, I would come on to make him laugh and to kind of loosen him up a little bit, make him feel comfortable. So I would come on dressed as a doctor. I'm Dr. Love. What's going on, bro? And he's looking at me like, John, with his his phrase, this is the phrase that pays, is this what we're doing? (laughs) (laughs) And he would start going, we don't know how Paul's going to be dressed. Let's see how this goes. And he would pull me in and there I am. And I'm like, either got a wig on my head or something. And he's just like, is this what we're doing? (laughs) And I'm like, and he's laughing, so I'm like, you know what? He's comfortable now, right? And so mm-hmm. the, the kind of the costumes went into props because it was like, you know what? After having that conversation with McLean, I was like, you know what? You're right. People are visual learners. So it is a good idea to have something that you can say to them as, as the topic is, and they can see it, you know, and then they understand it a little bit more. Like, I really had some great topics this past week, but I just wasn't letting it be great. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll bring them back next week, you know? But, you know, it's just... That at one was the thing. I still look at that thing going, I need to bring this out every now and then because, but you know, CQ is not as fluent as it used to be. So, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, that was my top one. Oh, that's good. Keep it, keep going with the props because they're good. They really are. Appreciate, <laughs> appreciate that. Even to get John a I, good I know, laugh. I know Monty doesn't want to see that. 
<laughs> Molly wants me to stop the frost. <laughs> it's, it's not that I don't want you to stop. It's just certain props you bring. I just say why. It just makes no sense. But his creativity is, is pretty pretty special because I think at, at the end of the day, it's not like something that he, you know, has to do. You know, he just keeps it keeps it fluent with having a different top, a different prop for a different week for a different topic that we cover. Mm -hmm. How does he do it? I don't know. I'm pretty sure he has a closet full of props for years, but you know, it's one of those things like when we first, as we were going on, we were rolling and kind of get this train rolling, kind of figuring ourselves out. I, like I told Paul, I said, dude, we have like a hundred something shows in a year or whatever. We take, <laughs> we barely take any time off, you know, eventually are you going to run out of props to, you know, to cover every Wednesday to have, he just looked at me. He's like, no, I'm not. So we good. So I was like, He's like, I got you covered. <laughs> it, it's, yeah, it's, the suspense is always in the room on Wednesday. As soon as Paul coming in for his for his his segment on what he's going to talk about, you just don't know what he's going to bring to the camera. So it's like, it, it just it, it always starts with hats. Line. It always starts with the hats. Like, I, yeah, the never yeah. ending flowing of hats, and then whatever y'all are talking about. It's, it, here comes prop, prop master Paul. Rakia, let me ask you, um, like I said, you all have talked about uh, some subject matter that it literally has gone there from relationships to grief, to dating, to uh, your true authentic self and so many other conversations. Uh, when you all are coming up with a subject matter, is it suggested by the audience? I know that you all get a lot of feedback from people that watch uh, the show and, and, and it's, like I said, it's been absolutely incredible. The amount of people that conversate about what you all are talking about and you draw that core audience in. Uh, how do you all come up with what you're going to talk about for the week on your show? Um, you know what? A lot of times our topics come from our conversations that we have offline. You know, mm -hmm. that's that's a lot of time. And then it kind of coincides with what people put in the chat. And we just kind of we just kind of work it and put it together, you know, to come up mm -hmm. with a topic. But most of the time, the topics come from us having our individual conversations or mm -hmm. our group conversations. But that's where most of them come from. That's really good. I mean, the, the conversations that you have and John, I, I want to get your answer to this, because this is another question that's been brought up. Um, there's been some powerful, powerful conversations that y'all have had. Uh, I think the most incredible thing that you have done is connect, and you all have done this, is connect with your core audience that is not, that men do not have to hide their emotions. They, they don't have to be afraid to cry, especially when they're going through something. Um, you have had uh, just recently, you had a, a conversation, which I'm not going to try to get choked up on, but man, uh, it, it, it brought it brought me to tears thinking about a loved one in my life. And that's when you had to parent your parents. That yeah. was a powerful episode. Um, it showed also the for you all um, not afraid to show emotions of what you have gone through with a death of a loved one. Uh, grief, how you handle grief, continuing dealing with grief. Um, the first time that you ever showed that kind of vulnerability, John, uh, what was the feedback that you've gotten? I mean, I see it, I saw it in the chat that, you know, and I don't know what the percentage is with females versus men that are watching in the audience. Um, but I am sure there had to be a lot of people that gave you literally a standing ovation for the permission for men that it's okay for you to grieve. It's okay for you to shed tears. It's okay for you to have your, your brothers, your, your good friends in your corner to lean on when you are going through something that you don't have to go through it alone. And it's okay to talk about it because at times mm -hmm. when you are going through something personally and the battles that you have been through, you have not been afraid to go into that arena of vulnerability and you talked about it. So talk a little bit about that and how the response has been um, after your show ends 
I mean, real life continues, right? It continues on. It's not right. just, you know, the hour, hour and a half, two hour segment, however long your show goes. But the real life still continues once, you know, the phones are turned off, cameras stop rolling. How has the right. support, how has the feedback been uh, you allowing yourself to be in that vulnerable space? Um, it, honestly, it's been amazing. Um, it's all been positive, like to the point where it's almost overwhelming. Mm-hmm. because like I said, this was all, this was all new to me. I had never done anything like this. And the thing that we always prided ourselves with from the very beginning was being authentic. Mm-hmm. And with that authenticity came transparency and vulnerability. And for myself, it was a huge thing because I'm not used to being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I don't put myself in those spaces because I've always just been like, you know, you're not, this is where I was raised. You're not supposed to cry. You're not supposed to yeah. show that vulnerability. Yeah. Supposed to show them. So that was the creed that I lived by. Mm-hmm. With the pandemic, with everything that we were going through, all of the loss we were experiencing, the, you know, just the whole thing, it switched something at me. Mm-hmm. So when we started these conversations and like that, the, I'm, I, I do remember the first night that I cried, like we, I, we were going through it and it was actually it was me talking about Rakia pulling me through the other side in club in CQ mm-hmm. because at the time I was in such a dark place. And here's this guy that didn't really know me except for my screen name in the club. Mm-hmm. And he out to me and was like, are you okay? You know, I haven't seen you in the club for, you know, a couple of days now and you're kind of quiet. So are you all right? And so it, it touched me in such a way because he, to this day, like I said, we, he, my connection with him is a little different because he pulled me out of this dark space. Mm-hmm. And so when I shared that story with everyone, I w- it was a very emotional thing because it was a very emotional time for me when I was going through it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't hide that. I wanted people to realize that I was hurting, that I was going through something. And Rakia had helped pull me through that. And it was okay. It didn't make me any less of a man because I cried or because I showed that vulnerability and stuff. And I think it was important. It was important for even women that are raising young men to mm-hmm. let their, it's okay for you to show that emotion, to be attached to that. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be open in that way because we're conditioned so much to not be that way. And it's right. wrong. We've been taught that since we were kids. Mm-hmm. And so for me, and, and I have, I've had a lot of very vulnerable and emotional moments on the show because I've been through a lot. We've all been through a lot. Mm-hmm. And some of these topics, like the one with the parenting, it touched home because I was a lot, like, and it was on my shoulders. And yeah. when I was in it, I didn't really have a chance to emote and deal with my emotions and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And we had conversation when I came back that this was what we were going to talk about. Mm-hmm. So when I started this conversation, all of those emotions bubbled up mm-hmm. and they all came out. And so for me, it's also very therapeutic when I'm able to, to have these conversations and talk to my guys and, and knowing that they're there for me and I can express myself and I can cry, all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. it's, it's therapy for me. It's yeah. something I need to do because it's, you know, it's something, it's a cleansing for me. So mm-hmm. that's why I have a problem sharing myself that way. If I'm feeling a certain kind of way or I'm feeling emotional, I'm going to, that's what's going to happen. But mm-hmm. I want it to be okay. I want other people to realize that it's okay. It, and it's also okay to not be okay. We all run around here acting like we're supposed to be okay all the time and be happy and perfect. Mm-hmm. And that's just reality. The reality mm-hmm. is it's going to be times that you're not going to be okay. And that, right. that's okay. And that's why it's important for you to have the support system and have people that you can lean on and talk to, to help get you through these things. And I have these guys that have helped me through tons of stuff we've helped each other. We've always been there. there people, if people had any, any idea of the conversations we have offline, the late night talks, the, the tears that we've shed, laughs that we've had, you would be amazed because it's not just what you see on the screen. This is, this is life. Like we do this every day. Mm-hmm. Like there's no day that goes by that we don't talk to each other and, and check on each other and make sure everybody's okay. So the vulnerability thing has definitely it's been a great thing. I've gotten, like I said, I've gotten a lot of amazing feedback. People have thanked me for it because they wanted, you know, whether they're young men, they wanted them to see it or their husbands or a boy, whatever, that it was okay to do that. And 
that's what this is all about is my thing from the jump has mm -hmm. always been I do if I can help one person I'm good yeah and I want to make the place the world a better place than it was when I came into it and and that's it mm -hmm. from there Ricky I want to ask you because you're an educator and so you have, you know, you see students come in and out of the classrooms or come in and out of facilities and everything else. From what John said, how do we end the stigma of that? Because, John, you had said such a key point that young, young boys, they, you know, show emotion and fall down, they get hurt, they cry. You know, they get a shot in the arm, it boosters, you know, whatever. They get, they cry. They, um, somebody bullies them at school, they show that emotion. But for some reason, like you had said, they're told to stop crying at a certain age. So with you having seen so many students come in and out of the, you know, the classroom and, and the building, how do we end the stigma of that and allow our boys growing into teenagers, growing into young men, that it's okay to show emotion? How do we end the stigma with that? I know that's pretty much like a heavy loaded question, but... Yeah. John brought that up. It, it, it is so vital that that needs to, that literally that part needs to end of, okay, well, you're now 10 years old. You're 11 years old. You're the man of the house. You got to stop crying. You can't show emotion. You're getting ready to mm -hmm. be an adult. Well, you're 10, you're 11. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So how do, how do we stop that? I would start with Ricky, and if anybody wants to piggyback from that, uh, I would love to hear your feedback. You know, Marissa, I wish I had a solid answer for that, but I don't. But what I can say is um, what I try to do and when I see young men come in, and you can always tell first with the attitude mm -hmm. because it's frustration. Mm -hmm. You really don't know what that is until you sit down and have that conversation. That's why we mm -hmm. always say when we talk on our shows, Communication is the key. You yes. have to have those conversations. Now, we're not saying that they're going to open up the first time you have that conversation with them. But the more that you talk to them, the more that they feel comfortable with you, knowing that you are trying to really understand where they're coming from, then that's when you can really lay the red carpet out and give them some sort of foundation of saying, hey, it's okay, like John said, not to be okay. And it's also okay to show your emotional side. Mm -hmm. You know, it, the, the stigma is just where where guys feel like, well, one, like you said, you can't show your emotions, you can't cry, you know, you got to be the tough guy all the time. Mm -hmm. Well, once you try to show that all the time, especially in the, in, in the guys that I work with and in, in, in my students, even if I'm working with a program or in the classroom, trying to be Superman to everything, mm -hmm. they don't realize that they're tearing down their inner side because they're trying to be the tough guy. That part, yes. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So what, again, once you sit down and let them know that you're really for them, mm -hmm. that's really the only way that you can really show and say, hey, you can really show your emotions or you can really, you know, um, shed tears so that you can feel better. But they're not <laughs> going to do it until they know that they're in a safe place. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do it. Right. So what That's I good. do is I try to make sure that I interact with each student on a day-to-day -day basis. Now, you're not going to break that that mold with some right off the bat. Some is going to... We've been in school since August. I'm just now getting a couple of them to we want to come and even ask me a question, whether it's pertaining to a lesson or anything, because mm -hmm. they feel that intimidation. For, for, for one, they see this man that's talking to them and they don't see a man that talks to them daily. That's the mm -hmm. first thing. Mm -hmm. Let alone, let's talk about an African-American man. Yeah. Let's talk. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's all about your approach is how you, how you uh, receive them. And as an education, you have to really learn that you have to receive people right where they are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's how we even take it upon, even with this show, you have to receive people and you have to talk to people and approach them right where they are. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you will never, ever break boundaries or anything without meeting people where they are. Mm -hmm. I'm letting that marinate. Because... <laughs> <laughs> 
that that is that is so important oh my goodness mm -hmm. that's so good that is so good don't you go anywhere the heard that with marisa tigney podcast we'll be right back after a brief pause to hear from our sponsor one of the amazing things that I love to do with my time, I love working out and serving in the community. And through that time, I have met some amazing people and I have met some extraordinary kids. And the one thing, believe it or not, that kids love and ask for is books. Because many of them I found that they, they absolutely love reading, which is absolutely incredible. Um, I am so proud that I've met an incredible man uh, by the name of Trevor Romaine. And he is an author, he's an illustrator that has the most amazing, amazing literature for kids and for educators and for teachers, as well as parents. You have to check out his books. You have to check out his digital downloads. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. If you go to trevorromain.com, uh, T-R-E-V-O-R-R-O-M-A-I-N, no E at the end.com, check out all of his materials that he has, all his books, all his literature and digital downloads. You can save 15%. All heard that listeners, if you check it out, Save 15% at the end of your checkout. Use the code HEARDTHAT, H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T, and save 15%. You, I'm telling you what, it is some of the best materials out there that can help children and families become happier, healthier, and more confident. So use the code HEARDTHAT. Save 15% off at trevorromaine.com today. And welcome back to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. This question is for Monty and for uh, Paul. Um, this, this is a really good question. Of all the episodes that you all had, and, and like I said, there has been, I don't think that you all know, I know for sure there has not been a bad episode. Which one of the episodes still to this day resonates with you to the fullest of all the ones that you all you all have done has been your your the episode that still you're just you know you you'll either go back and, and rewatch it and it you know resonates with your journey that you're on because I know you can take bits and pieces from it could be you know not just one episode but a couple of so I'll start with you first Monty. Well, there's been hundreds of shows I, I can't give you all 100 <laughs> from the start to now right uh, but definitely some of my favorite are always the ones that for example our q a's at the end of the month uh, that mm -hmm. we started to put in effect those are more uh laid back kind of like relaxing shows for our audience to have the opportunity to ask this question because you figure throughout you know the, the shows that we do not many of them get to access questions directly because mm -hmm. we're going on with the topic we're all giving our different takes insights on the conversation that we're having so to have that as a show whereas like from start to finish we're giving uh the the people the people that take their time out every wednesday to come watch us to have that opportunity to access any question regarding the show rather it's a previous episode rather mm -hmm. something that they want to ask is just straight up uh so that's fun um anytime we do like holiday shows or, you know, around Thanksgiving time or Christmas time, those are always fun as well because it's more laid back. It's more family oriented. We come up here, we can sip a little bit. We can laugh a little bit. We can just be relaxed where we as the gentleman's corner have just entertaining our audience because you figure throughout the year, we're, we're tackling a lot of topics, rather it's mm -hmm. mental health issues, rather it's personal issue topics, rather it's Anything regards of, of something that we know, like when that light come on at nine o'clock, it's game time. We're locked in. So to have those shows where it's kind of like more laid back and give the people a little bit of a different side of us, because you figure we're always serious on these topics that we talk about because yeah. it, it's really what we prepare to do. Um, and some may say like, you know, sometimes I may be an AO or, J or, or Paul may be a mean guy or whatever, but to see the flip side of it when we have these laid back entertaining shows for the people where we just come on and just have a good time. Mm -hmm. That's the side that uh, we will, we try to showcase every Wednesday, but it doesn't always work out that way. Yeah. Um, but for me, the, the, probably one of the top ones that, that just stand out. And of course it's something that we did a few, a few weeks ago um, is it, dealing with, you know, parenting because for me, uh, I've been through a lot and to have uh 
these three guys share their opinions on that because, of course, all of us have been in the situation where we have to be a primary giver to our mom, our dad, whatever the case would be through our situation. So the fact that to have me be in that situation at a young age, at 15, and trying to be a, a caregiver, be the best I can be towards my grandma at the time, and mm-hmm. trying to get her to, to, to get better and going through that phase when I didn't have any answer to have any knowledge of what to do, uh, it's something that really, really touched home with me because I know that that's something that I don't ever uh, talk about. Uh, I rarely ever release that side or, or show that side of, of that emotion and pain that I've been through mm-hmm. uh, with my grandma. So the fact that that was brought to the light and me having basically probably my first time ever talking about that publicly and having to being comfortable to share that with the amount of people that came to, to, to the show that night, as well as sharing it with these three guys on camera, uh, was very difficult. Um, it was definitely emotional for sure. Yeah. It's something that I didn't want to do. Uh, but at the end of the day, when you have three other co-hosts that make you, that make you comfortable throughout the night and having that ability to uh, share your, your, your story and share your pain and, and share that, and then to have the feedback that, that they gave to me, as well as the people that watched that night to, to comment in the chat about, some things that they went through that they can relate to. It's mm-hmm. pretty, it's pretty special. I mean, we all go through different things behind closed doors when the lights are off. Uh, people may think that, you know, we live glamorous lives because we come on Wednesday and we try to put on a, a certain persona, but at the end of the day, what you see is what you get. Yeah. Um, we have our good days. We have our bad. I mean, literally that's just the way it is. There's been times where me personally, when I came onto a show on Wednesday, I'm like, look, I'm not mentally here, but mm-hmm. I still have to give all of me because this is what, we all signed up for so yeah. you know you factor the things that we go through in life uh we did on a day-to-day basis rather than it's work rather than it's at home rather than it's children rather than whatever and the fact that we have to put that to the side and be ready to go every wednesday at nine o'clock it just shows the true uh capabilities that we all have as humans because hey i could be going i could have a bad wednesday paul can have a great wednesday mclean can have an average wednesday and john can have a good wednesday but you have to all bring that together uh, on one camera Mm-hmm. live for an hour and some change and just be authentic is something that's not easy uh it's challenging uh i've been a victim of that but yet i've been also called upon it because these three guys know me well mm-hmm. they know when i'm doing good they know when something's up they can read my body language and they're 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 quick to say yo what's good do you need yeah. to talk before the show or holler at me after the show Let, let's what's on your mind so uh that's that, 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 that that's that's pretty special but there's a lot of shows, man. It's it's something that um, we don't keep a track record of. I'm not sure what number of show we're on. <laughs> I don't have the number for you. They're all so good. I, 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 have, I have the numbers, but we haven't hit 100 yet. But okay, so we haven't hit our 100 show yet. But uh, just, it, it's, it's oh, we, just, you will it's know. Just, it's just it's just uh, it's something that is is truly incredible. Like me personally, with having this platform to be the younger voice of the gentleman's corner is just something mm-hmm. that I, I want to just tap into that world where young men rather white, black, Spanish, Chinese, doesn't matter your race or skin color, that it's okay to voice your, your opinion, voice your, yeah. your, your pain, uh, to talk about your pain. It's not easy, but it's mm-hmm. all that the hardest part of that is always the first step. Right. So if I can come on a camera and I can be myself with three older guys uh, my OGs, as well as my people that come out every Wednesday and talk about some things that I'm mm-hmm. only talking about from personal experience. Hey, young man or or, or young lady, it's okay to do that. Yeah. Um, and it's trying to break that cycle and trying to change the culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I think going into year three uh, with this, that we're doing the right things. We're hitting certain things out of the park and it's something that we're striving in the right direction. But of course you wish you can just save everybody and, and touch everybody. But it's a challenge for me personally because I'm young. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm going through it. I'm getting through it. I don't yeah. have all the answers, but yeah, I have three guys I can rely on. So how can I inspire or help change another young man's life or mindset on whatever he's dealing with to say, Hey, it's okay to, Hey man, this is what's on my plate. Or Hey, can I talk to you for a minute? This is what I'm going through. So it's not easy, but we're, we're, we're trending. We're trying to, we're trying to do these things effectively. Like where's that we can make an impact immediately. And look, let's be honest, out of all the shows, hell, there's, there's some that people may not like, and there's some people that may like it. But at the end of the day, we're just being ourselves. There's mm-hmm. no script we're following. So uh, that, that's something that's truly unique. And to have it to be on the same platform, these three guys, is truly a blessing. 
Absolutely, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna I actually I'm gonna mirror my 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 uh my my light skinned counterpart as we call each other, <laughs> light skinned brothers. Um, that you know I had talked about my dad passing in uh, my dad passed in January 2019. I kind of mentioned it in the show we had maybe a couple of, I think season two. Maybe season one, actually season one, because we had some people on, some friends of ours want to talk about their parents and all. And um, but the show that Monty's actually talking about, parenting your parents, is when I fully opened up and had to talk about because I had kind of buried that of how I had to take care of my dad in his last days. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was it was extremely powerful because you know, at the end of that journey, my dad passed and I had became a parent to my dad, who was always a parent to me in his mm-hmm. last days, I had to be the parent and having my mom there because my mom and dad kind of separated, but she came back to help out too. So at the end, my my dad's little family of three of us, because I'm my only child, you know, we were together in his mm-hmm. last days. And, you know, it, it was really, that was powerful because I never really talked about it. I really never thought about it. And so, you know, going back over that again and releasing that, um, really made a difference for me because, like John said, it's it's every week's show is therapy when you kind of can speak about things that maybe you hadn't thought about talking about. But you know, when we have our staff meetings to go, our creative meetings as we call them, to go over show topics, these meetings can go an hour. They can mm-hmm. go four or five hours, and these are conversations that in that conversation we're writing other things down. And I'm always, oh, we know what? That's another topic. That's another topic. So it's. Like Monty said, we're not professionals, but it's us telling our story. Mm-hmm. And when you open up like that, and every week when we open up and we're transparent, yeah, we're letting people see a side of us. Like John said earlier, was we're being vulnerable. But that show stuck out to me because I finally, and it was, you know, the therapy in that show was that I was able to release that finally. I didn't feel that low. Like when that show was over at the end, I didn't feel heavy. Mm-hmm. I felt good. You know, I felt like my dad was like, you know what? I'm glad you let it go. You know, because it was something that I had been dealing with, but I've been dealing with in like bits and pieces of glimpses of like, I look at myself in the mirror and I look like my father and I'm like, oh God, my dad, you know? And so it was kind of one of those situations, but when I released it all, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's been, it's been great. And I got to say like the CQ community and the GC community, the TKBS community has been very powerful for us, man. They have stuck with us and the message that we do get when we have such topics and they're seeing us crying and, and, you know, you know, breaking down and, you know, just the messages alone have been so powerful because you find people just supporting you and they're saying, Hey, I understand what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And you don't really realize when we're going through these topics, we don't know who's going through anything on the other end of our audience. Right. So right. when you get that message back and when you, or you get a message that said, Hey, you guys really changed my life. You really helped me. I was somewhere where I didn't know, like John said, he was in a dark place and Rikia reached out to him. Well, people have been saying that to us since we were at the Hollywood Bowl and we're like, okay. And I always say this is a spiritual journey because we don't live in the same cities. Right. And we never met each other. We don't have a connector for us except for D Nice playing music. That was our only connector. But there's four guys that we've never met each other until last year. When we went to the Hollywood Bowl, well, actually me, Ricky, and John had met before that in June, but Hollywood Bowl was when the whole crew was there, Rand mm-hmm. and Monty, and it was to be able to grab my brothers and hug them. That was a beautiful the first moment. time, you know. That was such a powerful uh, moment was, when you all met. That was beautiful. Yeah. When, yeah. I mean, it felt like yeah, y'all it, knew it, each other, but it was the first time that y'all all got together as a, a four people, and oh my God. Yeah. To capture that, and I'm glad that I took a picture of that, and I saw other pictures as well. To see the joy on all four of y'all's faces when y'all got together, I, I can't even explain. I'm tearing up, like I got water in my eyes. To see, I mean, it was amazing. Like we had, it was you know, amazing. You, you yeah, these guys every day. We see mm-hmm. each other every day, and but physically we're not in the same space. And so yeah. for us to be in that space at the same time was a very, it was an amazing thing and it was a very emotional thing because 
taking, you know, we, it was like two years for us to get to that point. Mm-hmm. And so to finally be like Paul said, to be able to hug your brother and, and look him in the face and, you know, tell him you love him and, and all that stuff. It was just an absolutely amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I will never forget. I'll never forget the first time I was seeing Monty and Ren and Paul. I mean, it was just, it was amazing. And for us to all be in that space at that one time, it was everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that was absolutely powerful. And it was a beautiful moment. And to me, looking back on that, it, the, the, the relationship that y'all have built since, it's a beautiful um, picture of brotherhood. An example of four black men coming together. There is no issues. It's unity that that you all can get along. That that it shows that you all have, are not afraid to tell each other that you love one another. And in the big thing of that too is that you all are rooting for each other through this journey of life to live the your best life. And and that that is more that is so powerful. That's what I take from it when I see that mm-hmm. you all are in. Uh, remote or all together in the same space. That's what I take away from all of that. There's two questions before I let y'all go that came from the, the question box. Again, this was very popular uh, once people found out y'all were coming on the podcast, but this one was the biggest ask of them all is that will we see in 2023 a Gentleman's Corner live? Live. Any of y'all can answer that. <laughs> <laughs> gotta give the people what they want i'm just saying oh, <laughs> <laughs> we will, let's, let's okay we'll put it like this mm-hmm. it is something we are we are definitely in discussions about mm-hmm. it is something we definitely want to do i um we've all you know we've talked about this and it's just at this point it's more logistics than anything else mm-hmm. figuring out where and when and you know just kind of figuring out the ins and outs of it but I would say, yeah, in 2023, we will most likely, like at like 99.9%, <laughs> we will pop up somewhere live and we will do a live show mm-hmm. and we're something we're looking forward to it. It's, you know, we're it, this whole journey is it's a process and there's steps to it. And so mm-hmm. we're at a point where we feel that a live show would be a great thing. So at this point, it's more the logistics of it than anything else. Mm-hmm. But it it is being discussed. It is being planned. And once we get it all together, we will let everyone know and we'll make it happen. And you'll all know right. in plenty of time. Plenty yeah, you'll know time. plenty yeah. of time. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, this is, on, this is on the recording. This is going on YouTube. This is on podcast. It will hit every everywhere where people get their podcast. So y'all hear y'all heard it right there. They can't recant and they can't they can't change their mind. So no, we'll be looking forward to it in 2023. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Final and I question. Think we all are looking forward to it. Oh yeah, yeah I, I for sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Final question we're, for we've you. We've been working all. on it. Uh, good, good, because it definitely needs to happen. Uh, final question for you all, and I'll give you each uh, an opportunity to answer. And I'll start with you, Rakia. Um, we're almost at the end of this year, going into 2023. What is your hope for the new year? Wow. my hope for the new year is for gc to be on another level to where it is going to be able to reach the mass of people Mm. that that is that's just one of the things that we have been talking about um Mm -hmm. and i know a lot of times you see a a lot of people who just jump out there and they do things but what i like about this brotherhood and the bond that we have is we strategically plan things and we we don't rush we make sure that all our uh, t's are crossed and all our i's are dotted before we just jump out and say we're going to do something so looking forward to 2023 mm-hmm. it's just it's just going to be some amazing things from 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 us i mean I, i'm looking forward to it you know, each year we always say we look forward to the new year so we can start new things or we can we can we can um always have what what is it called? The our um with the resolutions. Re- resolutions, yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
you know, this year, I, I hadn't even sat down and I haven't even thought about any resolutions because I don't even want to deal with resolutions. Mm-hmm. I just want to go into 23 knowing what I know and I know who I'm going into 2023 with and what we're about and what we're going to do for 23. I'm just looking forward to it. That's good. Monty? Yeah, I'm, I'll piggyback off the class. I don't think I've sat down and actually wrote down anything far as personal goals or, or business or life goals that I want to accomplish in 23. I'm pretty sure I'll get to it at some point. I, I'm not sure, but just just as, as a whole, uh, us as a, as a brotherhood as well as a brand, just keep consistently getting better. At the end of the day, you know, we're not trying to hit grand slams. We're just trying to hit singles, you know, one, one hit at a time and just trying to check the boxes and grow mm-hmm. 1%. But if we if we if we as a whole from where we start to where we are and to where we're going and, and within going into the new year and we just keep taking those small steps that obviously get to the common goal that we all want to achieve as as a as a unit, mm-hmm. that's something that, that that really all that matters. You know, I, I think from where we are now to to from where we started, we've made a lot of gains. Uh, we have accomplished a lot of goals that we've set out to accomplish and and to see where we're going to go into the new year, as far as with merchandise, as far as with creativity, mm-hmm. as far as topics that we'll be discussing is something that is just the pursuit of getting better. The only way through is winning. And we all have yeah. one goal. Win. Whatever that means for us, as far as the big picture, that'll be to be determined. That's, that's, for, that's in God's hands. But uh, we all have an assignment to do and, and we show up and we show out every Wednesday. And even through the, the bad days, the bad Wednesdays or whatever, even if we're sick, we're still battling through this to, to come on every Wednesday. And that's yeah. just, that's, that's the job. That's what we signed up for. Uh, there may not be a contract far as a salary or whatever, or the dotted line, but us ourselves, we've all made a commitment to be committed to do this and uh, do it at all costs. Uh, we're mm-hmm. not, we're not, we're not, there's no restrictions on this. Uh, we're all in. Uh, yes. We probably have had our differences over the last two years. And, and some, that's what you go through when you have, a brand that's and you have a vision for where you want it to go you're going to run into some uh situations you're going to bump head on things that we may not agree on but yet when we bump heads the beauty of it is that we're not bumping heads saying oh i hate you and we're not talking about we're talking about this like no yeah. we have a disagreement we talk about it you get one person's point of view you get another person's point of view and then you just see okay let, let's 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 see what happens so uh the fact that Going into 23, we don't really have any major issues as far as our egos or our pride or, or, and butting heads on a lot of things that you do get uh, mm-hmm. when you first start on, on, a, on a project or a brand or a show. Uh, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty cool because it's like, look, the topics that we, these guys discuss, that we discuss, is talked about. And even if it may not make sense at the moment, of course, McLean being the brains, he'll make it make sense in the moment. And then, you know, we just see it through. So, um for 23, I just hope it's, it's a great year, not also for myself, uh, because obviously we all have the pursuit of getting better every day with our own personal lives. But hopefully as an individual amongst these three guys, well, mm-hmm. and with the behind the scenes, I just hope 23 is a good year because, hell, 22 has been a rough year for all of us in some cases. Mm-hmm. We've been through a lot uh, together and we've been through a lot individually in our own lives. So the fact that hopefully, God willing, we go into 23 with that and seeing these brothers smile more be happy more, uh, be more, uh, do things that they want to accomplish in their own personal lives. Because at the end of the day, we all want to see each other win. And it sucks because you have people out there that, that pray on your downfall, but for the, for the public service announcement, we, we the, there is no failing. The yeah. only way. Through. So you got people out there that want to see us fail and, and that pray on our downfall. But, uh, the fact that we all come together on Wednesday and we just do what we do is, is something that, um, we ain't gonna, we ain't gonna stop. So, uh, the work is still going to be done. The topics that we're going to discuss, rather it's good, rather it's bad, rather it's emotional, but, uh, you just know that when you look on that camera, unfortunately we'll speak into existence where you're side by side, uh, with your dogs with a mic in your hand and be able to go out there and do what you do. It'll be, it'll be a blessing. So hopefully in 23, it shall be it'll done. be kind of cool to be on a stage or whatever a room yes. where you, you tap each other's elbows. And you could just go out there and do what you do and, and just be yourself. So I hope 23 is a good year for all of us. It will be. It will be because you don't set it out loud like a confession. So it shall be. John? Uh, well, basically, they stole everything. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
haven't even talked yet. I don't know what I'm just saying. <laughs> See, I, was, I went to you next as I was waiting for Paul, possibly when he wraps this up, to like pull out a prop or something and, you know, do an object lesson. Who knows? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and, yeah, I, I mean, just piggyback on what they say. We, I, we definitely, I'm looking forward to 2023. I'm looking forward to the GC brand expanding, um, getting it on a larger platforms, getting mm -hmm. it to a larger audience. That is always the goal. Um, also for us to get better. Like the one thing that has happened every year since we've started doing this is that we've gotten better and better. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, I expect that to continue in 2023 is that we get better, not only as a show, but as people, as brothers, you know, um, that's that's important. Um, and I think the biggest thing I think for all of us and even people that are out that support us is I want my people to win. Yeah, I think that. And more importantly than anything else, I think, you know, with the pandemic, a lot of good things, a lot of good people have come out, out of it and, and they're doing great things and you want to see them win. You want to see them be successful. Yes. And so, you know, my, what's for you is for you, you know, so it's, there's for like, and that's like with us, there is no jealousy. There is no pettiness or things like that because the whole thing is when one of us wins, we all win. Mm -hmm. Like that's just how we work. That's how we work as a collective. And so, that's what I want for my team. That's what I yeah. want for my friends. That's what I want for families for everyone to win. But it's just, I just want everybody to be better next year. I want everything to be better. I want the show to be better. I want people's health to be better. I just want it to be a better year than 2022 was. And that's all I can ask for. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's good. Bring it home, Prop Master Paul. Okay. <laughs> so. Here we go. Um, here we go. We're going. And and while we were talking, I I kind of got a prop. So yes. um, we, we're going. In, we're, we're we're finishing up season three, right? Well, well, not finishing up. We're actually halfway through season three. We're going into when we come back in twenty three. We're going to finish the second half mm -hmm. of season three, and you know, like John said, we've gotten better every year. Topics have gotten stronger, and. As some people can say, the glass is either half empty or half full. Mm -hmm. But for us, the glass is always going to stay this way because we always want to make room to grow. And go. so we're never going to be below this level of half mm -hmm. because we're always going to have room to grow in our show. So we want, you know, 2023 is going to bring, you know, I always, and the fellas know this about me, this show is spiritual. There's no way that all four of us would have met or five of us even would win. We don't know. We I, I said earlier we don't have a connector, mm -hmm. so we met for a reason. That reason is the gentleman's corner. Mm -hmm. You know, the day that me and John talked. You know, I went on defending Tracy for sure, but there was a whole bunch of women that reached out to me after that was over. You know, John was one of the, one of the guys, right? But all these women were like, "Thank you," and I'm like, "Why?" And they're like, "You know, I've never seen a man defend a woman." Well. We need to stop that. Mm. And that's what the GC is about. And you know, when we put in our flyer, you know, bridging the gap of communication between men and women, it's because a lot of women don't see real men anymore. That, you know, yes. and, and, and these guys that are out there, you know, no knock to these brothers, but some of them you got to check to see if they've been through anything in life. We talk mm -hmm. about topics that we can say we've walked those steps. Mm -hmm. You can't tell us that we were wrong for walking these steps because. Yeah, we might have made mistakes, but we learned from those mistakes. Just like when we came with this show, we learned all the way through to now we got backdrops. You know, we had all <laughs> kinds of things, you know, and, you know, I learned with my props, you know, and I, like I said, I can come up with a prop now. It's kind of becoming a skill, I guess. I don't know. But the whole idea is that in 2023, this mm -hmm. show is going to get larger. It's going to be on a lot of different platforms. Yes. It's going to get the support it needs. The words are going to get out there because this is not our plan. We're just vessels doing what God brought us mm -hmm. together to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a super religious person, but I truly believe that. You know, each one of us fit so well together and we never met each other. And now it's like, I can't wait to see my brothers where I can give them a hug, you know, I look mm -hmm. forward to our Monday meeting call so that we can get and talk about the show and just catch up with each other. But, you know, last, well, this year when we saw each other in Vegas, again, it was, it was such a heartwarming thing. So, so good. 2023, get ready. 
get ready, get ready, get ready, because the gentleman's yeah. corner is coming. They're coming hard. They're coming fast. We still got a list of topics we still haven't got to yet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people keep sending us top, keep sending it to us. And at the end of the day, like Monty said, we're here to stay. And, and this is it. And because we are the, the new voice for the culture. And we will be one of the new voices of the culture. And this is what we are. And, and at the end of the day, we are the new voice for the culture. And this journey has been amazing. I love these brothers. They brought, you know, they brought a lot of, you know, security in my life because I'm an only child. So these are my brothers. I look at them. These are my brothers. So mm-hmm. 2023 is going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. What we have in the works and what we are doing is going to be amazing. And like Monty said, get your merch. So we we appreciate you getting your merch. So get your merch. It is done. It is so. And I want people to follow you. I want them to stay connected with you. John Copeland, tell the people how they can stay connected with the Gentleman's Corner Live. Where are y'all on social media? On social media, you can definitely, we definitely want people to follow the Gentleman's Corner Live page on IG. And it is the Gentleman's Corner Live. So please follow that page. Um, the show is broadcast from my page, which is John Copeland Jr. 23 on IG. So we're on every Wednesday, as Monty said, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. So whenever you see me go live on Wednesday, you know that the show is going to be there. If you're new to the Gentleman's Corner, just know that it's a safe space. It's a judgment-free zone. You can come in and just watch the show. You can join in the chat, introduce yourself to people. You can ask questions. Um, we welcome everyone to come in, tell your friends about it, join us. Our biggest thing in every show is we want you to be able to take something away from the show that you can use in life. And that is that is our goal. So I'm looking forward to seeing a bunch of new faces and new names come in and us to continue to grow this. It's, it's, it's going to continue to grow because you four bring in authenticity to the platform that is needed. It's refreshing. You are honest, uh, honest conversations that happen, realistic conversations that people can talk about, that they can gravitate to. But you four, please realize this when I'm saying this and from the folks that I have communicated with, you four, you don't need a degree to be a lifesaver. You don't need a degree to be a friend. You don't need to have a doctrine to be someone that is uh, honest, a good-hearted person, and you four bring that to the table on your camera, off the camera. I'm proud to call you friends. I'm proud to call you my brothers, Rakia, John, Monty, and and, and Paul. Thank you so much uh, for this amazing, impactful conversation. I look forward to seeing what you all are going to do and continue to evolve with GCL. And uh, I'm going to hold you to it as we pinky promise through the screen because I feel that you all are going to go live live somewhere soon so i'm definitely gonna make sure that my money is ready to get a ticket <laughs> there we go. Oh, awesome thank you so much oh. just thank you for the yeah. love and thank support. you for having us Absolutely. thank you thank you so much Always, for coming. thank you for having us here Always, thank you for having us on. Oh, you are very welcome. It's, it was an absolute honor and thank you for those that are listening and watching we appreciate you and as i always end the show take care stay safe we are out of here peace peace Love y'all. Be in the know of new episodes that are coming up on the podcast at heardthatwithmarisa.com. I'm also available on Instagram at Marisa Tigney Podcast, on Twitter at Lovely Marisa T, as well as Facebook on a social media page, Heard That With Marisa Tigney. I appreciate your continued support.